2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: The following podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Rad Rob Radio Network. Welcome to Uncanceled with Drake Wurtz, where we put God, family, and country first, first, and challenge the woke cancel culture one episode at a time. Now, please welcome the host of the show, Drake Wurtz and Rad Rob,
3: Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome back to Uncanceled with Drake Words. This is episode number 22, and I am still your host. Rad Rob Rob Francois, joined by the one and only former NXT referee and currently uh, got enough. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, God, you know I'm already screwing the show to begin with. Uh, <laughs> Would you be speaking about candidate petitions? Candidate petition petitions. Yes. God, I don't know why. We you know it's like the 15th well, show. It, it could be week, the 27 but. podcasts that you do a week. Dude, it's been rough this week with Rad Rumble this week, it's been pretty rough. But uh yes. Uh you put out a post on Facebook uh stating that you had enough petitions to be able to get on the ballot this year uh to run for the Florida State House of Representatives. I'm excited for you. That's uh that's a really big yes, deal. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Well it's great to be out here with everybody. This is episode number twenty two.
3: Twenty two. Yeah.
1: Twenty two. Man, and have we gotten more shadow banned and censored each and every single one of these 22 weeks?
3: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it makes promoting this show a, a real, real pain in the butt. You know, you got to get really creative with how you work it's things. It's been and, a challenge with it yeah. trying
1: to get kind of engagements. I think we're going to have to do some, some boosting. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been sending, you know, sending out each and every single week of my email blast. It seems like that's the, uh, going to be the most direct way to let people know about the show, since since those that work in Menlo Park, California want to make sure that we don't have any kind of exposure on social media. But be that as it may, here we are today. And as you said, yes, I have turned in and mailed off uh, enough petitions to qualify. Now, here's the thing. I'm still collecting more. I have a big stack still left to mail in. Uh, because there is going to be a percentage that's going to be kicked back because of signature verifications, because yeah. of somebody, you know, write, not writing their middle name because their middle name appears on the voter registration card. But, you know, all kinds of silly examples like that. But uh, needless to say, it has been, thus far, it's been an incredible grassroots effort. You know, a lot of people, when they run for office here in Florida and they want to get these petitions, uh, they'll they'll pay to have a booth somewhere at a farmer's market and just, You know, they'll pay volunteers to go out and do it and everything. Haven't had to pay any volunteers. Everybody's wanting to do this, have the good, and so they're hard. Of course, I I offer to, you know, get get them lunch and everything like that because I (laughs) want to show my appreciation to them. But uh, we have had, because it's a redistricting year, you can get petitions from anybody that lives in the state. Regardless, as long as they're a registered voter, it doesn't even matter their party affiliation, or if they have an affiliation with a party. If they're a registered voter, they can sign for you to help you qualify the, for the ballot. It doesn't even mean they're supporting you; it just it's giving you a fighting chance. Uh, we have petitions from over two dozen counties, from everywhere, from all the way up in uh, all the way up in Escambia County which is way north, all the way up in Okaloosa County, which is by Pensacola yep. from Duval County in Jacksonville, all the way down to Miami Dade County. We uh-huh. have people that have signed for us. And that is to me, that's, that, that's the essence of what grassroots is.
3: That's fantastic. Uh, especially yes. down in orange County and down South. I mean, that's uh, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, yeah. you know, given how liberal that those areas are, but, uh, no, that, that's fantastic news, and I'd be remiss if I introduce—I didn't even introduce you, God, bro, uh, Drake Words. Uh, if you don't recognize the Golden Pipes uh, of my friend Drake Words, but no, um, so you had texted me that there's uh, a little bit of chicanery going around uh, regarding. Time
1: out. Let's talk about this. Hold on. Let's yeah, talk okay. about the censorship of our show. Like yeah, you, go you right put ahead. out yeah. a post, and, and I and I repost it, and you know I I reshare it and put it to my profile. Like the engagements are so small. And I know it, people follow us. People yeah. follow your platform. People follow my platform. What on earth is going on with this big tech tyranny? Why are they censoring us?
3: Uh, because of what we stand for. I mean, honestly, it's. Uh, it, I mean, in the
1: titles of the show, you don't. T- I mean, you're clever in the word, verbiage. Yeah, I tried to. Yeah. Yes. I, it, it, it blows my mind. It is absolutely insane.
3: Well, I mean, you know how Facebook collects information. They have enough information on both of us, so they know pretty much who um, we are and what we stand for. We're probably on a, a list somewhere in their algorithms or, you know, their servers or whatever, and then whatever we put out like that, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to see your post. It, it happens to a lot of people even on my friends list. I don't see, uh, you know, 75% of the people that I typically follow. They Facebook kind of picks the people that they want me to follow. Uh, so it's just... It's one of those things, man. You got to try to find some workarounds. You're right. We may have to try to boost some posts to try to get more engagements. But uh, yeah, I guarantee, because I mean, we both have a lot of, you know, our friends list, especially yours, uh, is quite large. And yeah, the fact that you don't get a lot of engagement means not a lot of people are seeing it. You're not on their timeline.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, whether it's the algorithms, whatever, maybe. You remember back in June of last year when they, uh, you know, they, they labeled it label us extremist content, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. folks on the right, just in general, Christians, anybody that question uh, question election integrity, anybody that, that heaven forbid, oh my goodness, they say Merry Christmas. That's <laughs> offensive. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's an extremist content. So uh, I, I remember when that happened and then like the engagement started. So even on Instagram, I was just, just out of curiosity, I went and looked back at a post from Oh gosh, a year and a half ago, um, I don't know. It might have been a post of me like flexing my pecs or something ridiculous <laughs> like that, and like no, no joke, like eleven hundred likes. You know, yeah. twenty-seven comments, this, that, and the other. Uh, but my post something about scripture or post about you know uh, doing a campaign event that ha- happens to stand for life or yeah. talk about human trafficking or or you know uh, COVID tyranny, anything like that. It's like twenty likes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird the way they're doing it. You
3: know. Yeah, it really is. So uh, yeah. it's just something we gotta keep fighting. Uh, we gotta keep, you know, trying to find unique ways to get our stuff out there and promote maybe go into maybe we could do subreddit stuff, you know, or get into some of the forums <laughs> or get on Gab or something to try to get more people to uh to get the message out because I
1: Yeah, know. I think what I need to do this week as well, just post a, a, a video post, you know, just kind of encouraging folks to yeah, there because, like I said, man, big big tech wants to keep us down. You know the conservatives with you know a bunch of money. You know, like like Joe Rogan and Charlie Kirk. Hey, they got no problem. You yeah, know, right? They yeah. just, pay, just pay for it. But uh, uh, but yeah, we're we got an uphill battle. But you know, hey, regardless, the folks that do listen to us regularly, uh, I'm glad that they get to hear this content, and uh, I'm I'm excited for it to spread even further. Um, you know, I enjoy doing this each and every single week.
3: Me too, sir. Me too, for sure. Uh, but sorry. back
1: to, you are saying the chicanery.
3: Chicanery, yeah, well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, you had texted me uh, saying that uh, there's a, uh, a protest coming up in Maitland, Florida, because of the fact that President Biden has allegedly dumped hundreds of illegal immigrants uh, in Maitland, Florida, which is uh, one town over from where you are. Uh, Part of my
1: district, the state, the state rep district that I'm running for.
3: So, does anybody know how long this has been, has been going on for? Uh, when did it start? what's What's the detail behind you know these immigrants coming in?
1: Yes, I, I got word of it um, a day and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, somebody had texted me. Somebody was there and took video of it because mm-hmm. it was just very unusual that all these busloads of of illegal immigrants. They're all male. They're yep. all of the same age bracket. They got off and, and they were given these prepaid credit, prepaid debit cards, and then they're staying here in in Maitland, our backyard, you know. And this is happening, you know, throughout several states where, you know, illegals are being flown in, busted shipped in, whatever it may be. Um, you know, they're crossing the border illegally, and then the, you know the federal government is sending them into these other places. And just hey, your problem now, conservative state. So here's what needs to happen. State law enforcement needs to act now. Get them out of our state because these are criminals. They enter this country illegally. And those people that want to say, oh, love your neighbor, love you. Yes, you love your neighbor. But loving your neighbor is not ensuring that criminals can come into into your country illegally. Who knows? These guys could be MS-13s. They they, they could be doing dangerous stuff to children. These are all men that are 18 to 24. There is something wrong. There is something fishy about this, and they do not belong here. They do not have jurisdiction here. The federal government doesn't have jurisdiction here. Ron DeSantis, our great governor, needs to take action right now. So tomorrow, as we're recording this, tomorrow we are going to go out there. We are going to protest this. We're going to call for the sheriff. We're going to call for for Governor Ron DeSantis, to enact state law enforcement. Do not ask the federal government for permission because the state sovereignty, our 10th Amendment, declares that we have the constitutional right to nullify any of their tyrannical crap and make sure that we stand on what we believe in. And Governor Ron DeSantis said that anybody that comes here illegally that is shipped in by Joe Biden, he's going to take him and ship him right over to the Delaware where he's from. But regardless of where they go, they need to get out of here because we're not going to stand for that. We're not going to have what's going on at the border in Texas and what's going on at the border in Arizona. We might not be able to secure it down there other than patriots being there, but we can protect our state. And so we are going to take action. We're going to demand that our governor takes action, and we're going to stand on our state's rights, and we won't ask the federal government for permission.
3: So I did some digging about this, and apparently it's going on statewide. Uh, I have a video I want to play real quick here from uh, a a news station in Palm Springs uh, about uh, illegals being flown in, chartered planes by the federal government.
2: As Florida Senate Republicans push through a bill aimed at stopping illegal immigration into the state, more advocates are stepping forward tonight, urging lawmakers and the governor not to involve children in their reform. Four months. Contact Five investigator Katie Lagrone has exposed how the governor's plan to crack down on illegal immigrants would also shut down the state's doors to children.
4: By your vote, show SB 1808 is reported favorably. Congratulations.
2: Before Republicans in this Senate committee voted Monday to move forward a bill aimed at thwarting illegal immigration into the state.
0: I am the daughter of Nicaraguan immigrants who fled from the
2: terrors of war. Members of the public. Do not prevent shelters from housing unaccompanied minors. Took to the podium.
0: All children deserve to be loved and safe.
2: In overwhelming opposition to the bill's impact on children.
0: What did these
1: kids ever do to you? Just because these children are immigrants does not make them less valuable.
2: The bill, a governor's political priority attacking what he calls Biden's border crisis, would strengthen current state immigration policies and would prohibit local or state governments from doing business with companies that transport undocumented migrants here.
0: Over the last 12 months, at least 78 federally chartered airplanes have brought illegal aliens into the Jacksonville International Airport that we know about.
2: Jacksonville Senator Aaron Bean introduced the bill after some flights chartered by the federal government to relocate asylum seekers and other migrants were <laughs> discovered arriving in the middle of the night.
0: one flight, over 50 unaccompanied alien children were locked on a plane from midnight until the crew left until 10 a.m. when a new crew arrived.
2: The senator acknowledged even companies transporting children who enter the U.S. without their parents but are awaiting reunification with family or sponsors through a federally funded program would face state consequences if the bill becomes law.
0: If they are an illegal citizen, no matter how old they are, if common carriers are participating in this practice, then yes, that common carrier would then be prohibited should this bill pass from doing business with the state of Florida going forward.
3: So it's not just happening, you know, around your neighborhood. It's it's apparently happening uh, in Jacksonville and, and Palm Springs and other other areas. How do you, how do you stop that?
1: Yeah, Jacksonville is an incredibly liberal area as well. Just just so you're aware, okay. Big <laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah. So they're their local their local news in Jacksonville, obviously, they're gonna. They'll, they'll do all they can to attack the governor. They love the economic prosperity.
5: Mm-hmm, of that course.
1: have leadership has, you know, has, has allowed to happen, especially through all this COVID pandemic nonsense. Uh, but any chance that they have to, to take little jabs at him, they will. I mean, just, you know, the, the liberals are in the minority here in the state. but I will give them this. They are incredibly loud and they will make a lot of, and they, they band together. Unlike a lot of the squish Republicans there in Florida who just kind of just roll over and let the Democrats beat them up. So, uh, look, the governor is doing his he, he is, I, I hope so, doing his job in protecting the state from illegal immigration. There's a process to get into this country. There's a process legal. And you, look, those that are escaping communism from Cuba, he is he is open, opened up from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff. Make sure that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother issue. But those that are being, you know, these traffickers and these other people that are coming, no, they're not welcomed here. And if you want to come, there is a legal process to come in here. It, it, we have to protect our state from illegal immigration, from a massive influx. So he's doing his job.
3: And I feel bad for the kids. I really do, because, like, they yeah. have n- nothing to do with it. I mean, they're just this, paw- they're just pawns in the game that's, that's going on right now. Uh, yes. It's not like he's trying to attack children uh, no
1: he's not at all it look what why would people look they're they're just letting their children go over the border unaccompanied yeah like you know why would they why would they do that and and you know what i doubt that the governor is even people can twist laws and legalities and and fine print and all that stuff i doubt that he's even i doubt that he would even have any kind of knowledge of that yeah i agree but you know what i mean it like nobody's gonna turn victims away You know what I mean? Uh, Like little children. Um, But, yeah, with those people that are trafficking kids and coming here illegally, like what's going on here in Maitland, these are 18- to 24-year-old men. You know what I mean? If there are kids there, uh, people are going to rise up and people are going to help them. But these these people that are coming in illegally, no, it's got to stop. Look what's going on in Arizona. Look what's going on in Texas. We can't be having that here in Florida.
3: No, you can't because, I mean, they'll they'll just overpopulate the state and – you know, who knows what kind of people they're bringing over it could be yes. you know, part of any uh, drug lords or, you know, drug kingpins yeah. or traffickers or who knows what. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and on top of that, you know, there's there's enough of, you know, Florida's economy is good, but there's enough of a job crisis. Right. You know, all the like there needs to be mandatory e verify, which makes sure that there's a database that makes sure that, that people aren't that jobs are not using illegal immigrants over those who are legal citizens here in the United States that need work. So, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, people can say what they want about, about Trump, you know, but <laughs> in 2015 when he ran, he actually said what a lot of people were thinking, that we have to protect the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to put a stop to the illegal immigration.
3: So, we have a lot of illegals here in Middle Tennessee as well, one being a former brother-in-law of mine who's Mexican and uh, has been here illegally since his parents brought him here. You know, so he mm-hmm. he falls under the asylum act or whatever the Obama you know asylum, yeah. did the deal did where he went to school here, so he's allowed to stay here. Uh, mm. But I mean, he's an adult now. He's still illegal. He's not a citizen. Yeah. He doesn't have a license. He drives his car around every day. He's without been, a license. Yep. He's wow. been pulled over several times for DUIs and just thrown right back out because the cops don't want to do the paperwork on it. They don't want to. They don't want to talk. You know, they don't want to tr- uh, call INS and and have them do it. It's just too much. Too much paperwork, too much of a big process for them, so they just kind of Mm -hmm. just let him go. You know, a a lot of that happens here. Uh, There's a lot of uh, Mexicans that are here illegally, and uh, nobody seems to want to do anything about it. Right. Uh, Moving on. Uh, There's a lot going on in Canada right now. Uh, I've never been a big fan of their prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Uh, I think oh he yeah,
1: he he's he's a big he's a big member of this uh, the great reset and the build back better.
3: I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I, I've never liked him since he was there, and I don't know how he keeps uh, getting reelected. But uh, uh, there's a, a hundreds and hundreds of truckers uh, have been uh, going to the capital of Ottawa uh, in Ontario uh, as part of a freedom convoy uh, opposing the uh, man, the uh, vaccine mandates that Trudeau is trying to push. Uh, especially on the trucking industry, although they claim that ninety percent of the truckers are vaccinated, uh, there seems to be uh, a little bit of fudging the numbers because there have been thousands and thousands of people that have been going to Ottawa. Uh, well, and
1: it's beautiful because uh, actually a lot of the vaccinated people are standing in solidarity. Yes, just because yeah. of, just because of you know they don't believe in that having to be a, a a forced decision. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So. Yeah, there's a lot of vaccinated folks that are that are that are standing along with that just for for the sense of freedom. They took that on their own accord. They don't want their fellow truckers or fellow employees or whatever to have to be forced to take it against their judgment, against their best decision or against their deeply held religious beliefs, whatever it may be. It is it, what's happening in Canada right now is beautiful.
3: Yeah, it is. Um uh, well, what's ha- you know, the government's been very very strict about uh COVID mandates and COVID lockdowns uh they it's so much as they even just locked down again i think this past december uh and people are no longer to go out and eat and all that they have all they all stay in uh i I think next month they're going to go back to a little bit more less strict uh lockdowns but they've been very very paranoid uh about covid and uh you know uh, they said there's a i had a story I, i think i forgot how many kids there's they're vaccinating children five and up, and they say roughly about 87% or 83% of the population of Canada are fully vaccinated from ages five and up. That's a huge number. Um, oh, my good word. Especially kids. I, I just feel so yeah, bad for kids. Yeah, that's sick.
1: You know what's crazy to me is, like, even, uh, even like, Alberta, which is, like, the Texas of Canada, <laughs> is, you know, pushing yeah. ridiculous COVID policies. You know, up there, the uh, you know, the, uh, pardon me, the premiers of the provinces, they don't, they don't have, they don't have power like the governors do here. You know what I mean? Correct. So, yeah. um, or even if they do, they just kind of follow in line. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know if you remember, there was a, a pastor, gosh, his name escapes me. Um, but you know, they tried to, they arrested him for having, for having church. Mm-hmm. He called them Nazis, told him to get out. You know what I mean? They, they arrested him for having church. But because of, in in the name of COVID, in the name of saving people from COVID, they what they did at that jail in Alberta is they released um, a convicted pedophile uh, because they didn't want to overcrowd the jail right. because of COVID. So they're releasing pedophiles back out into the general public. But a man of God who's obeying obeying his commandment from Christ to shepherd his flock and to gather together and have church. Uh, they're, they're arresting him. He's a criminal. He's a threat to society, but a pedophile can go right back out into the world. There is absolutely no logic. This is, this is what is crazy to me. Liberals hate logic. Yep. They absolutely hate it. This is, it's, it's wild to me that this is happening in Canada. You know it, what I mean? Yeah, I agree. so glad that these truckers are rising up. They're standing strong. Um, you know what I mean? Vaccinating, unvaccinated, everybody's, everybody's banding together. Um, and man, I, I hope Trudeau gets the best of love clear.
3: I hope he does, too. I'm going to play a, a few minutes of a video that I found. I want to, I want you to see how CBC News, which is pretty much the federal news uh, that mm. bought and paid for by the government, uh, how they're framing the whole situation.
5: Here is a look at Parliament Hill as protesters continue to rally against public health measures. A huge crowd that is growing by the hour. (laughs) Ottawa police warning residents to avoid all travel to the downtown core. Just some of the scenes there from the nation's capital where thousands have gathered. The protest began as a means to oppose the vaccine mandate for cross-border truckers. And as you heard, many are celebrating and calling for freedom. Now, more people are expected to arrive throughout the day. And some have said they will not leave until their demands are met. Hello everyone, I'm Natasha Fata. You're watching CBC News Network. Let's go to our nation's capital once again where we'll find CBC's David Cochran who has been tracking the protest rally all day. He's at the Sir John A. Macdonald building opposite of Parliament Hill and that's where he joins us from. So David, give us a sense of what we're seeing so far and what we might expect to see in the coming hours.
4: Yeah, Natasha, downtown Ottawa is pretty full right now. It is so full in fact that the city is warning people not to bring any vehicles into the downtown. There were some concerns about drones and helicopters flying over Parliament Hill that the airspace uh, above the parliamentary precincts have been closed. But the road, I'm just going to show you if JF can move the camera over here, this is why the warning is not to come to the downtown. These trucks have been here overnight. People slept in these trucks. This is Wellington Street, which runs right through the downtown in in front of the parliamentary buildings and it is just full of trucks and thousands of people coming here to protest vaccine mandates for truckers, to protest any kind of health uh, mandate in general, including vaccine scenes, mass policies and restrictions. This has really morphed from an issue solely about truckers to a broader battle about ...public health mandates uh, here in Canada. And and this has been building, Natasha, throughout the day. Some estimates from police say about 10,000 people might come here. And while there was some concern because of extremist groups being connected with this convoy, some (laughs) of the personal connections of the organizers involved with this, they did promise a peaceful protest, and to this point, the word has been kept. There have not been any incidents or serious incidents that we know of. That doesn't mean that everything has been perfect. However, uh, while there hasn't been any violent incidents, there has been a total disregard for public health rules here in Ottawa. The Rideau Centre, which is one of the major shopping centres down this way past Parliament Hill, it was forced to close down today because a large volume of people went in and refused to wear masks. Yes, and You're hearing reports of this in liquor stores and in restaurants throughout the downtown, where, where people yes. are going in not wearing masks in places where masks are required and refusing to just listen to the security who try to enforce it and the sheer numbers of it, Potentially make it an impossibility, there's a McDonald's around the corner from where we, w- we are right now that is supposed to have no more than five or six customers in it according to the sign that is posted on the door, it was blocked earlier today, easily 50 people jammed inside it. So you're having incidents like this, there were vehicles and, a re- and an RV parked on the cenotaph at the National War Memorial that was asked, had to be cleared out by Ottawa police. And and you're seeing incidents like this, a statue of Terry Fox uh, just down the road from here across from Parliament Hill next to the Prime Minister's office. It was decorated with anti-vaccine protest signs. The Mayor of Ottawa, Jim Watson, had to ask city staff to to take that away. And it even brought a statement from the Terry Fox Foundation. So you have the clash of the ideas, the opposition to the vaccine mandates, the opposition to masking rules, all out here, but in terms of this escalating to, to a level of physical violence that, that you know, security and po- security officials and police officials were worried about leading up to this. No manifestation of that now as people continue to come into the into the downtown, Natasha. We'll see how long that lasts. It's cold. It was minus 30 this morning. It's got a wind chill of more wow. than minus 20 right now. And soon the sun is going to go down and take whatever warmth it's delivering with it. We'll see what that does to the
3: numbers here in downtown Ottawa. So they're already. I mean, it, it took them a few minutes, but they had to throw in the fact that a lot of them are anti-government extremists. Anti-government extremists, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, because they don't want to wear a mask.
1: The, I love that people just walked into the mall and just refused to wear a mask. <laughs> I just love it.
3: That's a uh, that's a God, Canada that I that I love. God that I yeah.
1: Bless. Canada yes oh my god. oh this gets, it makes me happy for me Canadians too. again oh this because, is
3: so great I mean you've been to Canada several times I've been to Canada oh. several times and it's a beautiful place I love Canada I actually wanted to move there when I was a kid how much that's how much I loved it um because it wasn't like it is now I mean it it was a pretty free yeah. country they didn't have gun restrictions yeah. they didn't have obviously it's pretty pandemic and all that but you it, know, yeah
1: it was peaceful it was wide open and obviously the scenery hey, yep Live and let live. Everyone's super happy. Chill. Yeah, super chill. Uh, but you know, hey, this. But when liberals lead your lead your nation? And and they they're a part of the the globalist agenda. Yeah, this is what happens: extreme mandates, extreme lockdowns. You know, overreach, tyranny. Um, you know, when they when they have free abortions and free health care. You know, growing up. You know, this is what this is what this kind of stuff leads to. Right, the ideology. So.
3: Uh, what's funny is there was uh, another report where somebody said that there was Nazi flags all over the place. There were uh, some Confederate flags, and uh, you know, the, the, one of the reporters was Jewish, and he his parents were a Holocaust survivor, and he's saying that there's Nazis running down in downtown Ottawa. Uh, whatever, yeah. whatever way they can frame it to say that there's there's anti-establishment or anti-government people there. So much as the fact that there's a, a report that. This could be another January 6th. What happened in the U.S. could be happening there in Ottawa. Right. Just putting the fear in people. Of uh, course.
1: Just because they love people. pushing the fear Rad Rob.
3: Right, just because people are there protesting their freedoms. Uh, somehow they're anti-government. It just, uh, yes. It's just it's mind-blowing. Uh, but God bless everyone that's, that's there, and, and I don't think they're going to get anything done. I still think the mandates are going to get pushed through. Uh, but at least we're seeing that there are people fighting back uh, yeah. in the Great White North.
1: It's great to see so many rising up, man. It it really is. It gives me hope for Canada.
3: So as we record this, the 2022 WWE Royal Rumble uh, was on Sunday night. Uh, You end up watching that. I didn't think you were going to. Uh,
1: Yeah, I watched the majority of it. The majority of it, yes.
3: Did you like what you saw? Uh, Are you you happy with the outcomes of the matches? I know a lot of people are kind of up in arms about uh, the Roman Reigns match. You know what I enjoyed
1: was the Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins match. Uh, a finish was what it was, you know, but the meat and potatoes of the match was really, really good. It was cool to see Seth Rollins wear the old shield gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Roman's just, Roman's incredible as a, as a competitor, as an athlete. So, uh, uh, it, it, and you know what, man, it's even if people, some people are wearing masks, it, but it, it's good to see a packed stadium again. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just good to see those packed stadiums, um, you know what else I thought w- was really, really cool? Uh, Mickey James coming out with the impact women's championship.
3: I was shocked. I mean, in we, the
1: graphics saying impact women's champion.
3: Yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to acknowledge it, but I was, I was yes. really shocked that that happened. Uh, yes. that was nice to see. Maybe that makes up for the way she was released and supposedly her yeah. belongings were put in a trash bag and FedEx. Right. Uh, but it was good to see Mickey back and hopefully, uh, there's no heat with Nick Aldis anymore. Her husband. Cause, uh, He's been pretty vocal about things, uh, about WWE since she's left. Uh, but yeah. getting to the Roman match, which was the first match, uh, a pretty big match to start the night to get the crowd going. Uh, I, too, love the fact that Seth came out in the old Shield gear with the old theme song uh, and came through the crowd. But he put his little spin on it because he's, he's doing the, the the Joker bit now that from the most recent movie that Joaquin Phoenix did. Uh, so he's kind of... Uh, Found his groove, and I think Seth has always been great, uh, but yeah. he's he's doing some of the best stuff of his career right now. Yeah, like, he
1: continues to evolve too. Man, he's, always he's, has. Yeah, God, he's a workhorse too. He really is. Like he's so many live events. You know, I'll just you know always always up early doing media. Always there, smile for the kids when he's home. When he's at home, he's training at the wrestling school he has in Davenport. Yeah, um, you know, he just he really. Eat, sleep, and breathe pro wrestling. I've always been great to me, you know, even back from the IWA days, times we spent in Germany together and when we were in WWE together. And um, I've actually, you know, texted him a couple of times here and there since I've left. And like, he is absolutely awesome. I couldn't be happier for him. You know, he, nobody works as hard as Seth Rollins.
3: I agree. Uh, yeah. I do want to pick your brain about the finish. As a worker, uh, do you agree with the disqualification? Uh, Of Roman getting himself disqualified to put the heat on him.
1: I mean, doing a disqualification like it's obviously for such a big championship match. The fans are not going to be happy. Um, But the one thing I do really like about it is that it reiterates. Excuse me, it reiterates the five count rule of of breaking. You know what I mean? That hey, if you don't break by five on the rope break, you're going to get disqualified.
3: And Charles so, Robinson had no, uh, had no choice. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. I think it just kind of reminds folks that, Hey, there's when they're on the ropes that and in the corner, there's a count for a reason. Um, and so I, I just think that kind of brought that to the forefront. So that, that's one thing that I really did like about that.
3: One thing I haven't really, just, the, just the only nitpicky thing I have about Roman is the fact that he's kind of been a chicken crap heel, uh, as opposed to being a real dominant person. If he's the head of the table, mm-hmm. He should be plowing through people, and he's had Paul Heyman help him out. He's had the Usos help him out. Uh, mm. But after this match, after his qualification, we saw him uh, switch to a different gear, take a steel chair, and just pound Seth Rollins yes. multiple times. Again, as a worker, do you agree with that? Because now I kind of think Seth Rollins has to be a babyface, and I want to see Seth get his comeback against Roman Reigns. Do you think that was the right thing to do to just get that kind of heat on Roman, but in turn, you're, you're going to make people sympathetic towards Seth Rollins?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it was because, look, people naturally like Seth Rollins. Even when he's doing his cocky, you know, yeah. flashy, arrogant stuff, you know, people, it's kind of like, hey, I'm booing him just because I'm supposed to, but his, he has such an incredible repertoire in the ring, and people respect him so much. Um, and everybody knows that he's Becky Lynch's husband and everybody loves <laughs> Becky. So I think, you know, he is, um, you know, he's naturally likable in that regard. And he's, he, is Seth a good heel? Yes, he's a good cocky heel. But I think as a, ba- as a baby face, especially when he's fighting from behind, it's really easy to get behind him because his facial expressions, when he's selling and when he's, when he's coming, fighting from underneath, I, it really draws in the emotion. It really makes you want to get behind him. Um, and I, I think, look, is Roman going to be dominant at times? Yes, um, but at the end of the day, he is a heel. And and look, if he can, if he can cheat, and if he can have some assistance to kind of get the job done, um, I think that just garners a little more of that negative reaction toward him that they're looking for.
3: I think they're a little bit worried about the fact that more people are going to start cheer, uh, cheering Roman, and obviously they don't want that. They want him mm-hmm. to be the lead heel. So by
1: years ago, when they wanted people to cheer him and they were both.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing. But I think by bludgeoning Seth, the way he did, that crowd got hot and that crowd really started to boo Roman. So in that essence, it worked. Uh, But now instead of, you know, Roman and Brock, I kind of want to see Seth Rollins in in the mix too. And maybe they can make a triple threat at WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see what happens next month in the Elimination Chamber pay per view, or sorry, oh my pre-
1: gosh, I forgot. That. Premium live pay-per-view. event is
3: what they're calling them yeah. now. They're no longer pay per views. Uh, the premium uh, live event from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia uh, is the Elimination Chamber. Wait,
1: Elimination Chamber is going to be in Saudi Arabia.
3: Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. Yep. So it's interesting to see what what's going to happen there. Yeah. Uh, especially if you know, just the optics are horrible. Like. Goldberg is is rumored to be in that match and he's only got one or two matches left on his deal this year. Uh just kind of it'd be interesting to see a Jew in a elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia because uh, mm. yeah, they're not they're not big fans of the of the Jewish population up there. They're not so. no. Um, right. so but hey, go get
1: that big giant payday. Oh hell yeah,
3: yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Yeah. Um, his kids and his his kids' kids will be set for life with all the money he's on. Oh out. yeah,
1: just a one one event there.
3: Yeah, uh, I pretty much called the fact that Roman was going to interfere in the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match. That match actually went longer than I expected because uh, you know typically Brock isn't known for having any anything over seven or eight minutes. Uh, but him and Lashley kind of really went at it. Uh, and just it was kind of a a game of you know one upsmanship. You know, with the multiple German suplexes by each other. Um, you know, Lashley not really selling the first few German suplexes, and you know one thing I love about a good wrestling match, which sets the tone, and you don't even you don't see it a lot these days, but a good collar and elbow tie up, like yeah, a strong
1: bulls colliding, yes, a yes.
3: strong lock up, uh, yeah. sets the tone for the entire match, and you don't quite see that anymore. And I thought that was a perfect way to start this match out. I loved it. I thought both men. Were great, it's a matchup that we've been looking to see for years and years now. Uh, and it finally happened. Did you catch this match?
1: I, I, I did catch the majority of it. I love the uh, the, re- the referee bump on Chad Patton. <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: he took two bumps, he took one in the corner yes, and then did. he, he, he took
1: the F5 to the head. Yes, yes,
3: and he sold it like a champ too. Uh, um, that no, he is great, but that led to Paul uh, Roman Reigns coming down and. Uh, spearing Brock Lesnar, and then he goes over to Paul Heyman, who has been excommunicated from the, uh, I guess, from the table, so to speak. Uh, and he hands Roman the WWE title, and Roman knocks Brock out with it. Apparently, it's been a ruse all along. Paul Heyman, which you can never trust Paul Heyman, uh, mm-hmm. looks like he kind of uh, lured Brock in, and it's been uh, a ruse the entire time. Do you like mm-hmm. the fact that they're finally paying us off? Pardon, do you like the fact that they're finally paying this this whole thing off?
1: Yeah, I mean, Roman, you gotta think Roman and Brock, it's been a multi year feud. Yeah, you know, uh, gosh, dating back 2015, remember they wrestled at WrestleMania and then, um, in Northern California, yep. I and mean, Seth Rollins cashed in, you know, WrestleMania 15. Yep. I'm sorry, not WrestleMania 15. WrestleMania 15 was in 1999. <laughs> WrestleMania 31, yes, <laughs> yes, in 2015. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they've been going at it for 22
3: years. Yeah, it's but, crazy. They're no, 13 years old, but no. But you
1: got to think, hey, in this day and age, seven years, you know, pretty time. consistently, yep. they've, you know, they've had a couple WrestleMania matches. They've had multiple matches on Saudi Arabia. And, yep. I mean, Roman and Brock. That's like that's like the feud of the. Of
3: you know the past decades, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I can't believe how long Brock has been back for. Uh, he yeah. returned just right around when CM Punk left. Uh, two
1: thousand, yeah. They they actually had a match Brock and Punk at yep. uh, I want to say maybe some, yeah, two thousand twelve. Uh, long time. Brock came back,
3: yeah. That's a heck of a run, especially as a as an attraction like Brock, not having yes. to take all the dates. Uh, but I'm looking to see that they're finally paying off the whole uh, Paul Heyman deal because as soon as Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, aligned himself with, with Roman Reigns. Everybody thought, well, what if Brock comes back? What do they do? Uh, and they've been teasing, you know, what is Paul going to do? Uh, so I like the fact that, you know, they're, they're lining Paul back with Roman, uh, and uh, it just adds a lot more heat onto him because it didn't make sense for a heel heyman to be with a babyface uh, Brock, the way Brock is, is running right now. And look, I'm enjoying Brock right now. I think it's the best Brock that we've seen uh, in quite a while because he's really playing himself. And mm-hmm. as you know, Drake... Uh, He's a
1: big old cowboy, right? He
3: is. The best characters yeah. in wrestling are always themselves cranked up to 100. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really what they've been doing with him. So uh, I'm really, really enjoying the Roman uh, and Brock saga. But again, with the way Seth Rollins was treated, you almost kind of have to find a way to get him back in the mix. Yes. So we'll see what, we'll see what they do next month at the Chamber. Um, what do you think of the Women's Rumble?
1: I, I enjoyed all the surprises you yeah. know, I thought that was cool that uh, they had quite a few coming and um, uh, no man it was entertaining um, I, I wish ivory could have been in there longer I, I've yeah. always been a big fan of her yeah. uh, <laughs> you know the whole right the right to censor you know in 2000. Takes a whole another, you know. It has a whole other meaning now. It know, does, like the, the conservatives. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's true. It's really, uh, it's really cool. But I, I enjoy seeing seeing Ivory back in there.
3: If Vince was smart, he would bring right to center back. But yeah, switch the narrative uh, yeah. to where they're not trying to, um, you know, cover the women up or you know, try to stop foul language but they're they're trying to keep guys like well obviously our your friend Jackson Riker isn't there anymore but uh mm-hmm. if, if they kind of had some people that were cast as freedom fighters that right to censor would be the ones to kind of shut them up or turn their mics off I think that'd be a great angle that plays off of right. real life yeah. but I think the the board of directors uh, and the sponsors probably right the
1: scissors. They could be like the shadow banners. Of- <laughs> yeah, shadow
3: banners. Yeah, <laughs> shadow banners. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, um, shout out to a,
1: shout out to our good friend Stevie Richards.
3: Yes, absolutely right. I'm sure he popped for one of the best. Uh, of the best. He, he is. Yes. So uh, everybody and their brother pretty much knew that Ronda Rousey was was coming back. Your yeah. your ear isn't really to the ground, so I don't know if you've been following any reports. Were you surprised by her coming back or? Uh, were you kind of tipped off by somebody?
1: I was not tipped off at okay. all. Uh, again, I, I really only watch the pay-per-views now. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, that, that's really what I watch. And then just some clips here on Instagram. And so w- when I watch it, because it, look, and this is taking a quick little sidebar. I found out what they did to Jeff Hardy, and that is wrong. Yes. That is awful. You heard about that?
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. He he actually had a negative drug test, and they fired him. And then they they tried to lure him back with a you know a, a the Hall of Fame Hall induction. Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, yeah. And good for Jeff for saying screw you. Absolutely yep. not. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? That was awful what they did to Jeff Hardy. And then also it doesn't surprise me that they're partnering with you know globalist like Disney. But oh uh, yeah, like, it is- yeah, it yeah. but uh, so yeah. so because you know that stuff like. But when I watch it. The in-ring product, I watch it as a fan. Right. I watch it and I hate, like, hey, man, I want to enjoy these sweet matches um, and just kind of be a fan for a little bit. Not a lot of time in my life where I get to just do that. So I watch just out of sheer appreciation for the in-ring product uh, on the pay-per-views and everything. And, and a lot of my friends work there. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, they're not going to publicly admit they're my friends at this point. <laughs> a lot of my friends work there, um, and, and so uh, you know, I you know, I watch it as a fan at, at this point on the pay per views. But I was not tipped off about Ronda. Um, obviously, you know, I I got a lot of respect for Ronda. I ref her first match, right. you know, right. in WWE WrestleMania. Worked a lot with her for for the weeks leading up to that. Um, I got to say, I was surprised that she won. You know what I mean? But I guess if you're going to put her in there, she has to win. She has to. Yeah, yeah she has to win. Uh, it's just, wonder how long this run's going to be.
3: Well, she did a uh, interview uh, with uh, WWE Exclusive after the match, and they asked her how she felt about the win. She goes, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, you could tell she was being a heel. And uh, it's like, well, why did you pick now to come back? Because I wanted to be in the Rumble. Like, what other time do you think I would come back? <laughs> I said, Well, what do you think about winning it? She's like, "Yeah, that's great. I want it now. I'm going to go to my bus. I'm going to go, you know, play with my kid." Uh, so, and she just kind of blew, you know, blew it off like, you know, uh, the the uh, I don't remember who the uh, the interviewer was, but she asked Rhonda, "How do you feel about the crowd reaction?" Because the crowd popped huge for her. Uh, she goes, "Yeah, that was great, but uh, I've learned my lessons when it comes to the fans." Because obviously, she was very upset with the way she was treated in her first run with a lot of people booing her, and apparently she was overly sensitive and wasn't really used to that, and she kind of um, went public about that. And uh, so to kind of throw that little jab in, you know, saying, yeah, I've learned my lessons when it comes to the fans. You know, I don't really care about what they think. Uh, And then, you know, she said, I'll I'll be on Raw on Monday night. So um, she's kind of playing it off like it's no big deal. Like, I'm Ronda Rousey. Whenever I'm in there, I win. That's it. Mm-hmm. I do whatever I want. I show up whenever I want, and that's you know that's the way it's going to be. She also right. said that she has different priorities now because obviously she had a kid, so yeah. she's almost playing it off like I knew I could come back and 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 take these these other women out. Uh, you know, I just kind of do what I please, and right. uh, you know, I, I kind of like that from her. You know, that's that's a that's a real again chicken crap heel thing to do. Like like I don't really sure. care about anybody. Um, so. She'll be on Raw Monday night. Obviously, by the time this releases, we'll we'll know what goes on with that. But who would you rather see her face at WrestleMania? Do you want to see her get her win back uh, from Becky Lynch from a couple of years ago? Or would you like to see her take on Charlotte?
1: Oh, Charlotte.
3: You think yeah, so? Yeah,
1: Ronda and Charlotte, they just beat the crap out of each other. I think yeah, so. No, yeah, no, no, Ronda and Charlotte for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sold on Becky. I I don't know what it is about her. I mean, she's a great person. I've just mm-hmm. never been really behind her character or what she does in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I've been a huge fan of Charlotte just because of the amazing athlete that she is. Yeah, uh, So
1: yeah, yeah Ron and Charlotte for sure. Yeah, if
3: you want a fresher matchup, I think that would be a good one for sure. Yep. Did you yeah, enjoy just, the... Uh,
1: just beat the crap out of each other.
3: Yes, absolutely. Did you enjoy the Miz and uh, Maurice taking on Edge in Beth Phoenix match?
1: Didn't get to watch much of it. You didn't, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It was what it was. It was cool. so
1: yeah, I bet I bet it was fun for all of them it was. being there together. Yeah. yeah.
3: One thing I noticed it's the first ever tag team that were current Hall of Famers, which is cool. And wow the only husband and wife uh duo to be WWE Hall of Famers. So that's kind of a that's kind of yeah, a cool. That's, that's true. That's a, that's a fun little fact. But it, it it was what it was. I thought if Miz and Maurice were to get the win, which they didn't they might carry this on past this show in the WrestleMania, but uh, Edge and Beth got the win, so that I'm pretty sure that ends the program. So I don't know what Miz or Edge will be doing going into WrestleMania, and it's only a couple of months away. Uh, but apparently, uh, this is this was the blow off. Uh, but uh, it was it was a fun little match, a good little nostalgia thing to see Beth and Maurice back in the ring, and they yeah, both look great. They true. moved, they 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 bumped great. Maurice was taking bumps uh, after two kids, so uh, it was cool. It was really cool to see them back in the ring. Uh Becky and Dewdrop was was kind of the the, the cooldown match uh after the women's rumble, so the crowd really wasn't into it. Uh but I thought Piper Niven, who is Dewdrop, did a pretty good job um going against Becky Lynch. Becky retained her title. And then uh we got to the men's royal rumble. Uh did you think Brock Lesnar was going to enter that match given the fact that he lost his title?
1: I did not I thought that was pretty cool that was I really, did too but you know it was you know hey like it just makes sense if he's gonna, if he's gonna enter a hey he's come in number 30 and how often does number 30 actually win you know
3: uh, what I mean? not very often yeah not very yeah, often at all yeah
1: so uh, I, I thought that was really cool and you know what else? it was cool to see riddle and Brock mix it up just a little
3: bit just a little bit yes yeah, so not
1: just a little
3: bit. I wish we would have gotten more because obviously there's been yeah. public one bad blood. One
1: day they have to have a one on one match. I, I talked yes. with Riddle about this a lot when he was at NXT. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they have to have a one on one match at some point. You know what I mean? They have.
3: What was this. his deal with, with Brock? Like, why? I assume it came from his side because Brock usually doesn't pay attention to anybody else. But no,
1: no, Brock does not at all. But no, why? Really why was Riddle upset that. with him? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is what he was calling out, Brock. He was calling out Goldberg. Goldberg yeah, he, yeah, he was calling out Lance Storm. He was calling out <laughs> Booker T, Chris Jericho. He was, dude. Riddle, Riddle doesn't. And he he, doesn't you know care, what? Dude, yeah. like he doesn't care at all. And like. <laughs> I remember one time, Rogue Dog said to Riddle, "He's like, well, Riddle, I'd tell you, I'd tell you something right now, but you'd probably kick my ass because I know you could. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like he's like the most laid back dude, but like he could just destroy you if he wanted to. You know? I
3: mean? He's a bad so like, dude, man. He
1: really is. Yeah, like he's legit. Is, yeah, he's a legit is. tough guy. Uh, but I mean, Brock, like that's a it's like three men and one right there. Yeah, um, I agree. I tell you what though, about the men's rumble." And correct me if I'm wrong, there, there was not really any surprises.
3: No surprises but, in a lot of mid carters.
1: Or returns? No, nope, like, not at all. I was expecting, like, Jeff Jarrett or somebody. To, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, somebody. Uh, well, for, Yeah, uh, yeah there, were, there, were, there was no surprise returns or anything. Other, I mean, Drew McIntyre, but he'd been, like, out for a few weeks.
3: He'd been out, in, like, yeah. A, yeah, which I'm starting to wonder if his neck injury was was a, a work or a shoot now, uh, the fact yeah. that he came back early. Uh, I was surprised to see him in. I thought he would have won it had Brock not entered at thirty. I think Drew would have been a perfect one to uh to win it again and get his moment uh at WrestleMania in front of people and not just the empty performance center. Uh mm-hmm. I kinda felt bad for Drew that year when he won the title during the, the you know, the pandemic. Um but once Brock came in at thirty, I mean it's all bets were off. Uh it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was yeah. gonna Take everybody. Out. I did yeah, like no
1: no surprise entrance. That, that Not was, at that all. Was kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, and there were there were a lot of mid card talent in there. Uh, obviously, they've released a ton of people. You know, over the last couple of years, so it yeah, re- it really wasn't a stack. Was there
1: any rumors of any surprise returns, like on the internet or anything?
3: The only rumor was uh, maybe the whole thing with Ali has been to work. Uh, he asked for his release. They wouldn't give it to him, uh, Mustafa Ali. But he didn't show up. People thought maybe some NXT talent would get up there like uh, Braun Breaker yeah. uh, or maybe Walter or Gunther or whatever they call him now. Uh, did you see his name change? They changed Walter's name to uh, to Gunther. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they can copyright did they, it.
1: Did, was, was Pete Dunne or anybody in there, Roger Strong?
3: None of them, no. And uh, I, I I really think this is how Vince McMahon is operating. NXT 2.0 What's is... NXT separate. Is developmental, yeah, and he doesn't want them on their main roster until he brings them up, which I can kind of understand. Uh, and do you really want Braun Breaker in there as the NXT champion if he's not going to win? I mean, he kind of waters him down and kind of devalues him uh, if he goes in there and gets tossed out. So I do kind of understand why they didn't want them in there, but I think they're going to stick to the fact that this is not a third brand. It's the developmental brand now, or d- developmental territory. So and, what's
1: uh, going on, is Roderick Strong and Pete, because I've seen on Instagram that they've been doing the, that show, the main event, right? are yeah. Roderick and Pete Dunn and Tommaso Ciampa, are they on the main roster now? I haven't I, really talked to them, I don't really talk to them.
3: They haven't either, they haven't been on Raw or SmackDown, so if they're if, just
1: doing the show main event.
3: I guess so, yeah, they haven't made yeah, their appearance.
1: And they have not been on NXT.
3: They have like, not been on NXT, no. Yeah. So okay, it's wow. weird, I, I I don't know, I, I can't explain how they book things anymore. Uh, I really shake my head at, at what goes on, but um, yeah, you're right. So no NXT people, no, um, no, no surprises, no nostalgia acts. But I mean, you got to think about it. A lot of these nostalgia acts are pretty old. You know what I mean? You can't use you know Ted DiBiase or you know uh, Hacksaw or or Sergeant Slaughter anymore. The a lot of the ruthless aggression era, unfortunately, they're no longer with us.
1: And, uh, the, and the, uh, the, a lot of them, they're signed with AEW. Exactly.
3: Yeah. 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 So it, it is what it is at this point. You pretty much got what you got. I thought Kevin Owens might have a chance because he renewed his contract and maybe he would get rewarded with a, a good run. Uh, but uh, he he was strong, but obviously he uh, he didn't go over. I thought AJ had a potential to go wire to wire, uh, but that didn't happen. But I was I was entertained. I thought the thought yeah. the men's rumble was was really really good, and the right the right person won. Brock should win. Brock is the guy. Uh, next to Roman, they're the two best in the, in the business right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's hard to argue that, you know, when it's all said and done, Brock Lesnar should be one of the you know top wrestlers of all time, given the fact that he's had such an amazing run, uh, and he's been on top pretty much for his whole career. It's really hard yes. to argue for a guy like Brock to you know put him up there with the greats like Flair and Hogan and and Austin and Rock and Taker. I think he no belongs. He he belongs right up there. Yep. Uh so we're gonna wrap it up here. With the inspirational Bible verse of the week, you have your, your verse picked out? Yes. All right, here we go.
0: No matter what's happened in your life, where you are today, or what burden you're carrying, God loves you and wants to comfort you today. Here's the inspirational Bible verse of the week. All right, brother words. What
3: knowledge do you have to bestow upon us this week?
1: Yes. Proverbs, man, is what I've been focusing on here in the new year. Proverbs 28, chapter 1. It says, The wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous are bold as a lion. In this day and age where the Christian faith is being attacked, where our, our traditional family values are being attacked, or just being a conservative is on the attack and being suppressed. We have to be bold as a lion. We cannot be so afraid of offending people that we neglect to share the truth, to share the truth of the Constitution, to share the truth of Jesus Christ. We have to have courage, and we got to be bold as lions. That is my Bible verse for the week, Proverbs 28. Chapter One,
3: I love it. I love it. Uh, you got any appearances coming up? What do you, you got any meetings? Oh my
1: goodness, do I ever! What
3: do what, what <laughs> you got going on coming? I mean, campaign season is going to start ramping up. So uh. yeah,
1: I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's see, see. When you when you say appearances, it's not like you know wrestling where it's like, <laughs> hey, it's yeah. Friday night at the National Guard Armory in Melbourne, Florida. I'm going to be there. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. <laughs> like you know, this is like speaking at Republican clubs and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, you know. J- as I'm standing here talking to you today, uh, this morning, I, you know, I, I spoke at Calvary Baptist Church and I came over and spoke, my, you know, spoke at Liberty Church, um, you know, had a, a, a function with my kids. Um, and then I went and knocked doors for a couple hours as well. Nice. Um, nice. You know, and yesterday we had a rally, um, a rally actually sharing the gospel outside of the abortion mill. Um, right there in the middle of the bitter cold. It was it was incredibly cold here, you know, and down the lower 40s, which is freezing for us. It's been weird, um, right? Like, yeah, it's been unseasonably yeah, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great turnout there. I don't know if you saw the picture. Uh, we had a huge turnout there. I did. Um, and, then, uh, and then from there, I drove an hour up to Leesburg, Florida, uh, for a chili cook-off for the Florida, Florida Republican Assembly, benefiting firefighters for Central Florida and PTSD. So, um, you know, Great great weekend for the campaign, but just you know absolutely nonstop. This is it's another full-time job. You have to want this. You have to want to do it for the right reasons. Yep. Um, I, I joke with people all the time. You know, politics is so much like pro wrestling; it just hurts a lot less. Right. I mean, you're going out, you're paying your dues, yep. you're cutting promos for people. Uh, you know what I mean? You got to dress the part, look the part. Um, all the old timers give you advice that you don't necessarily ask for. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and on top of that, you pay your own trans. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you know, it's it's all that stuff that's uh, that's wild. So uh, look, I'm coming up here this week. I'm going to be on the Florida Watchman podcast. Um, uh, next week knock, knocking doors quite a bit. Um, as far as events on February the eighth, I'm going to be at abolition the Abolition Now conference, um, in Oklahoma City in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, speaking up for our preborn neighbors, talking about my campaign for state house and the abolition of abortion, protecting life from conception, nullifying Roe, standing on states' rights. A lot of candidates throughout the United States are rising up. Uh, to push back against the establishment and establish justice for our preborn neighbors. Uh, and so the Abolition Now conference, where we take the concept of fighting abortion from a secular worldview and take it and base it on biblical principles, uh, it's going to be a big conference there, so I will be there. Wednesday, February the 9th, I'm at the Seminole Republican Women Federated Club. Um, and then February the 10th, the very next time, I'm at the For the Love of Freedom, a benefit to ben- uh, for the Florida Freedom Keepers. Uh, my goodness, on February the 15th, I'm speaking at the UCF um, UCF Republican Club. Um, February 18th and 19th, I'm going to Puerto Rico for LAWE. Um, I tell you what, best way to find out about my events, go to my website. Go to VoteDrake.com. Click that subscribe button. You'll be subscribed my weekly new my weekly email blast where you'll get updates on events, events what we're fighting for, what the cause is going on with the campaign. Also, if you're in Central Florida, you can sign up to volunteer, help me knock doors. If you're in Florida in general or anywhere else, you can also, when you sign up to volunteer, you can indicate that you want to either host a fundraiser or make phone calls for me so you don't have to live right here to volunteer for the campaign. And obviously, no matter where you live in the United States, You are absolutely welcomed and encouraged to make a donation to the campaign. Uh, We're getting deep into the fight. Uh, We got to have signs, we got to have t shirts we got to make sure the lights in the office are on. We've got to make sure the campaign staff is taken care of. Um, so you know, anything as little as $5, and I genuinely mean this. If you can pitch in $5 to the campaign, if I have a bunch of five, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 dollar donations, that shows the establishment that we have support. And we've reached over 100 donors so far, so that is an incredible milestone for me. I never thought that we would be in this position. But for anybody out there that can hear the sound of my voice, again, if you be willing to pitch in as little as five dollars to our campaign just know that it's going to a great cause and uh, we would truly be honored I'll send you something in the mail as a token of my appreciation God bless you guys
3: that's great news buddy and you're hard working man your you're, you're, you're nose is to the grindstone being a wrestler has prepared you for this to be quite honest like you said oh, yeah. it, it's uh, you're used to traveling you're used to like I said cutting promos you know being dressing the part looking the part uh i love it so you're kind of ahead of the game when it comes to certain people have you had any fans any wrestling fans say hey man what's going on or any have you met any conservative wrestling fans at all in your your travels that's awesome
1: absolutely that's really cool yeah a bunch man it's always really cool when those worlds uh, intertwine yeah it really is (laughs) you know i mean somebody's like i've had people message me or people that excuse me, that have met me and be like, man, I was a huge fan of your wrestling stuff. And man, it's so cool to like, see that you're a conservative and, you know, a Trump <laughs> supporter and you're Christian and like, you know, like, so that's, that's really cool when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, I, I, I got to tell you for every yeah. quote unquote fan that I lost since I was, since they tried to cancel me, you know, the ones that have, you know, show, showed me and told me like, Hey man, I, I love what you're standing for. I was, I, I, I you know, became a fan of you. As a wrestler, but I'm even more of a fan for you for what you're doing in the political realm. I think that's really cool.
3: That is really cool. Uh, real quick, I had a Twitch stream Tuesday night, my video game stream, and I had someone come in uh, that was a big fan of you uh, and, and Brad Shepard, who does one of my other shows. And uh, I, I, I unfortunately can't remember his name, but he had two questions that uh, he wanted me to ask you, which I thought we, we haven't really touched on. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to, and what are your hobbies outside of you know, your family, your, your podcasting, your, your wrestling, your campaigning, what do you, what do you like to do?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, our favorite music, you know, uh, worship music, yeah. you know, uh, big fan of, uh, I'm not a fan of their theology, but, uh, Hillsong worship. They have some good, they have some good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love we, the kingdom. They're a good. They're a good Christian band. Um, casting crowns is cool. Um, and then also, you know, as far as, non gospel music uh look the language is what it is but i'm a fan of kid rock just i've always (laughs) been a fan of kid rock man i think he just blends so much together and he and he and he punches back he does i love that uh kid rock um also bryson gray who's Mm -hmm. actually from tennessee uh you know he's christian conservative hip-hop and like he's just he he shares the truth, man. He's he doesn't care what anybody says about it. And some big fan of Bryson Gray, Kid Rock, um, and then you know Christian gospel music. As far as my hobbies, love working out. Love ru- I love running, running, but running with my two golden retrievers. Mm-hmm, I yep. love running with my dogs, and I don't run with headphones on or anything like that. Like my. I, you know, here in the winter, even here in Florida, it's it's cold early in the morning, so it's it's tough. Um, but I love even like in the middle of summer, I love getting out at like five in the morning, running till six a.m. when the sun's starting to rise up. Just a beautiful sunrise while I'm running with my dogs. Um, just I don't know, man. I, I can just shut everything off and just enjoy. You know, they're crazy, but I, I love running <laughs> with my dogs. Um, it's just one of my favorite. I don't know. One of my favorite things to do, man, just shut the world off and, and just, just go running with my goldens. Um, and then just spending time with my wife. Yeah. I love, I love her so much. Uh, you know, I'll keep my coverage. I don't know why God <laughs> wants me to be married to such a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I truly enjoy her. And then finally one of my other favorite hobbies don't get to do it a lot. Um, but I, I love just being at the beach. Um, mm-hmm. even, you know, in my daytime job, I'm out toward the coastal area quite a bit. Sometimes if I just have 10 or 15 minutes between clients that I need a service, I'll, I'll literally just put my phone on silent and just park by Daytona beach or Ormond beach or whatever. Um, and just go, you know, sit on the steps and just look at the ocean and look at, look at God's uh god's handiwork and enjoy that i've just always been a huge fan of that. I, I i love the beach so someday when i retire i'm gonna be like a typical wrestling guy and like <laughs> get a house on the beach and just sip iced tea and, and lay in the sun all day long think do you, calisthenics
3: i think you and my wife her kindred spirits because she is a beach person she would yeah. retire there tomorrow if she could uh I we, love it. we usually go down the panhandle every year to panama city beach and uh great vacation there
1: well next year you're going to go to daytona beach and you're going to come see us
3: yes absolutely yes we will yes. definitely do that so drake i appreciate you being here as always brother good to talk to you again uh another good show uh i really uh enjoy doing this show with you and uh i hope people enjoy listening to us but
1: uh i hope more people will know about it yeah if these big tech tyrants don't shut try to shut us down
3: <sighs> yeah it is what it is. So we'll work on that. We'll work maybe on that. Maybe you need to start a
1: Telegram channel.
3: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, <laughs> guys, we appreciate your support. Again, go to vote drake.com to support Drake's campaign. I uh, support
1: Rad Rob's 53 podcasts yeah,
3: that he does. That too. That too. Rad Rob Network on Spreaker. Just check all my shows out. Uh, but yes. I try not to put myself over. Uh, it's your show, but I do appreciate that.
1: Oh, no, brother. Put yourself over all day long. I'll, <laughs> I'll do the job for you. <laughs>
3: We will uh, be back here for another edition next week of Uncanceled with Drake Wirtz. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to Uncanceled with Drake
0: Wirtz. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can also send us an email at uncanceledpodcast at gmail.com. You've been listening to Uncanceled with Drake Wirtz right here on the Rad Rob Radio Network.